0: hands to the Lord one more time oh has he been good to anybody in the house of God tonight thank you Jesus amen amen I love serving this great God that we have if you don't get excited about coming to church you're probably not going to enjoy heaven very much amen I hope you're not coming to church just for the alternative of not going to hell amen I come to church because I want to go to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm thankful to be here. It's been our honor and our privilege. And uh, we have had so much fun. Your pastor and his wife are a lot of fun to be around. And uh, I feel like there's so much more. You see him at the conference, he's all serious and put together and organized. And uh, I think there's a lot of fun back in there hiding behind this very well put together man. And we've enjoyed getting to know them better and reacquainting with them. To see the bishop here tonight, back from his missions trip tour, amen, and traveling. And uh, man, I'm just excited to be living for the Lord, amen. I there's nowhere I'd rather be on the face of the earth than in the house of God, amen. And I love, love, love the church, the people of God, the work of God, and I'm just excited that you had us come. It's been first class, everything. And I've probably said several things, but the room, the basket, the kindness. The gifts, the food, everything. And uh, if I miss something, please forgive me, but we enjoyed it. Amen. And my wife's going to come and sing right now and bail me out of this. I am terrible at preliminaries, and she lets me know that I need to work on it. Amen. So I'm trying to get better, but she's going to sing to us tonight. I'm telling you, I love this lady right here with all of my heart. Amen. I did get a good wife. I did get a good wife, and God has blessed me with four beautiful children. You know what? If you want a good life, live for Jesus. Amen. Worship the Lord with my wife as she sings. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You're looking forward to that day of going up yonder. Amen, amen. Just turn with me in the book of Mark, chapter number 3. Good book of Mark, chapter number 3. Yeah, I'm so thankful to be here. Honor all the saints of God tonight. Amen. We have had a good time together. Thank you for your response to the word of God. Let's do it one more time tonight. Amen in Jesus' name. Mark chapter number 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, and he entered again, everybody say again, into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand, and they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he saith unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, He saith unto the man, stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you tonight on this thought, a word for the withered, a word for the withered. Would you pray with me right now? God, we love you. God, we thank you for the holy word of God that we have read here tonight. And God, we are so grateful for your spirit that is moving in this house. God, we ask you right now that your word and your spirit together would begin to minister in this house tonight, God, to every need, every situation. God, we are asking you for one more divine touch of your hand in this house tonight. God, we pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, would you clap your hands to the Lord tonight. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. The word withered, the word withered means to be dried up, to become dry, to shrivel, to wilt, droop, fade, perish, to 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 become limp, to decay, or to decline toward being dead. Now I know that in this particular passage it's talking about this man's hand, but we're going to allow this man's hand to represent more than just one problem tonight. We're going to allow this man's hand to represent collectively every need that is in the house of God tonight. But in particular, I want you to notice that, that this word withered has been used because the, the man's hand has dried up. It has shriveled up. There, there has been something that has caused it to lose life. There has been something that has brought it to a condition of no longer being available, being able to be used. And so now this man has become handicapped limited in his his life of being able to just get through his everyday life. And he's no doubt there there was something in his life if he wasn't born that way. There was some type of tragedy, some type of situation that, that made this man in this condition. The opposite of that would be to thrive, to flourish, to grow Whenever something is not withered, we think of plants, we think of flowers, we think of a harvest things that, that have been nourished, that are growing, that are that are thriving, that are flourishing. And that's what we desire tonight for every single person that has walked into the house of God. We desire that as God has planted you in the house of God like a tree by the river that flows, we desire to see you flourish. We desire to see you thrive. We desire to see you grow in God. And no doubt you can look around and see that, that everyone that is in here may be at a different milestone in their journey in living for God but what I want you to notice about this man is that he had a withered hand he had a situation but he was still going to church he was still going to the house of God he was taking his problem to the right place and everybody said amen he was taking his situation to the right place. First Peter 1 and 23 says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. But by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of grass, that the grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. In other words, Peter was saying that the flesh of man is withered and man's glory is going to fade but in God's word there is life eternal. You're here tonight and at some point in your life your health is going to fade. Your flesh is going to fade. Your glory in this world is going to fade away. Isn't it amazing how the older you get the better the stories get Amen. The older you get, the higher you jumped, the faster you ran, the better you were at basketball. Amen. The older you get, it's like reliving those glory days, trying to squeeze every little bit of juice out of that lemon because we know that our time in this world is limited. The flesh that you bear, the flesh that you're living in, it's going to fade away. It's going to wither away, and every day you live, You are one step closer to the grave. But when you come into the house of God, you could be withered. You could be dried up. You could be weary in your body. But all of a sudden, a word of God goes forth. And in the word of God, there is life everlasting. In the word of God, there is always hope. In the word of God, there is always promise. In the word of God, there is always power. In the word of God, he said heaven and earth is going to pass away way but my word but my word is gonna be forever amen his word is forever settled in heaven when you get a word from God it don't matter how big the giant how big the storm you can bank on it baby it's done been settled in heaven but we have got to get to a place where we say God whatever's going on in heaven let it go on down here on earth amen whatever's going on in the will of heaven let us get connected hallelujah hey man hey man withered dried up now I I, I believe in transparency in the house of God and I'm not talking about exposing someone and making them embarrassed but I believe in teaching and preaching and guiding people in a way that they will be transparent before God that's the only way you have hope. That's the only way you can get, when you get real with God, when you get open with God. Now, I'm not asking you to jump up and tell all of us. But at some point, you're going to have to face reality with God. And you're going to have to say, God, I've got some things in my life that are withered. I've got some areas of my life that are dried up. I've got some areas of my life that I absolutely, amen, without a shadow of a doubt, I need a miracle. Hallelujah, it's all right, I came ready to preach tonight. Amen. There are marriages in this house and I'm not just preaching this because it's the right words to say and it's the cliche thing but I'm telling you from the moment I got here I felt that there was a marriage or marriages that God was wanting to speak into and strengthen. There was family structures in this church that God was wanting to lift up. Can I tell you the strength of a church is directly connected to the strength of the families within the church. You show me a strong church and I'll show you a church that has strong families. You show me a weak church and I'll show you a church that has weak families. Amen. You want to go to a strong church? Then work on your family. Strengthen your marriage. Strengthen your home. Get prayer in your home and watch as it lifts up the atmosphere and lifts up the strength of the church. The more families we get praying, the more families we get connected, the more families we get alive and flourish and growing in the house of God amen that's where the strength and power is gonna come down I believe you've got capable men leading you and you've got all the best in Pentecost coming through and preaching here amen but you can have the most anointed preacher in the whole world amen but if there's not a recipient if there's not a family that says preacher preach to me preach to my withered hand preach to my struggling marriage preach to my backslidden children Preach to my need, preach me out of complacency, preach me out of the pew, because I want revival to continue, I want miracles to flow, I want power to be loosed, in the name of Jesus. Hey, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I've got a word for the withered tonight, and only you know, only you know really where you're struggling as an individual, as a young person, as a family, as a marriage, only you know where your handicap is. Only you know where you're withered. And you can come to church and you can wave that good hand. You can wave that good hand and you can tuck that withered hand. I don't want nobody to see it. Maybe if I wave this hand high enough and loud enough and excited enough, it'll take the attention off, the obvious. It'll take the focus off. Maybe if I wave my hand enough, the preacher will leave my dry place alone. Maybe if I jump up and down and worship just right, amen, the man of God will leave my withered hand alone and he won't deal with it and he won't preach to it. Can I tell you, amen, if there's any place you need to get your withered hand out and have it ready. It's in the house of God. You may want to hide it at the grocery store and hide it at work and hide it at home, but the only place there's hope and a word that's forever eternal and alive and powerful is in the house of God. If your withered hand's ever going to be restored, it's right here. If your withered hand's ever going to be healed, it's right here. If your withered hand's ever going to be able to be lifted up, it's right here in the house of God where preaching's gone forth the, the spirit of God is moving the saints of God are lifting up the most high amen John said if any man abide in me I'm sorry he said if any abide not in me he is cast forth other branch and is withered the moment that you stop abiding in him the drying up process begins to take place. That goes for a church, that goes for a family, and that goes for an individual. The moment we stop abiding in the word, the moment we stop abiding in his presence, There needs to be something in us that says every single service. I can't afford to not get in his presence. I can't afford to not respond to preaching. I can't afford to not let the man of God teach me. It might be Bible study night and midweek with pastor, but I'm going to be on the edge of my pew saying preach to my withered places, preach to my dryness, preach to the areas of my life that I need help and I need hope because I know I'm not going to find it anywhere else. know I'm not going to get my miracle anywhere else. I know I'm not going to get rescued anywhere else but in the house of God under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen. In an old-fashioned altar meeting with people praying. Amen. And I know sometimes we don't want people to see our withered places. Amen. But sometimes you got to get real with God and say, God, I'm here tonight because I came for a word for my withered place. I came to hear a word for my dry a problem. I came to get a word from God. Everybody, pray just for a moment. Lift your hands toward heaven. Come on, I want you to pray right now that the liberty of God moves in the next few moments in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Man man with the withered hand. Amen. We've got some of those here tonight. You went to church with Jesus. And the Bible says that Jesus entered the synagogue again. Amen. It's already been stated here tonight that Jesus comes to every service. He's faithful to every service. It's not a matter of of whether God is here or not. Amen. This is his dwelling place. We've built a house for him to dwell in. He's always home and he's always available. But there's too many people across our movement that have learned how to come to church and be in the same room with him but leave with the same problems and leave with the same withered hand and they say well I went to church. I went to a good church and we had good church. I went and heard some good music and some good singing and even a good preaching point but I went home still withered. I went home still dried up. I went home with the same problems in my marriage and the same ailment in my body and the same weakness in my mind and the same anxiety and the same old depression and the same depression. I've come to preach to some spirits tonight that Jesus is in the building and he's fixing to create a miracle moment for somebody that's withered if they're willing to move when God says move if they're willing to respond when God says here's your moment here's your moment withered man we came to the same room we came to the same church service but you need to recognize that Jesus is in the building was a man there with a withered hand. And Jesus went to the synagogue again. Isn't it amazing that he was angry and grieved and upset with the religious folk. But before he could even get to that point, he first identified the need in the building. Before he allowed himself To address the church, the religious, the Pharisees, the law abiding before he ever allowed himself to minister to them and rebuke them and speak a word to them, he said, first, I'm looking around for the withered. I'm looking for that man that has come into church and he's not like everybody else. He's got some problems. He's got some failures. He ain't got everything together. But I know if I give him a word, he gonna jump on it real quick. He gonna respond real quick because he's not worried about being preached and proper like a religious of dark day. He's not worried about what people think about his dress clothes. He's not worried about, amen, keeping that nice little suit together and that nice little hairdo. But he said, if Jesus speaks to me, I'm gonna get out of this place a little different than I came. And Jesus looks at him and he says, hey, amen, I know there's a withered man in here somewhere. Why don't you go ahead and step out? He told him, stand forth, stand forth, step out, separate yourself. And what God was doing right there was creating a miracle moment. But the word hadn't come yet. He hadn't quite given the word, but he created the moment for that man to receive a word. But he was wanting to see where his faith was at he was wanting to see if he was going to line himself up with everybody else that was digging their heels in. With everybody else that was saying, you know what, I'm just going to get through another church service. I'm going to get through this evangelist and he'll be gone and we'll be back to the norm. I'm just going to let this one slide by tonight. I'm tired and I'm weary. Amen. But hey, that man had a need and he could feel that the atmosphere shifted. He could feel there's something different about this Jesus that has come to church again and he showed up in this building and here I am in the temple. I'm in the rain. in the same room with the man that has the power to heal my body, to move in my family. If you think for one minute that God puts his finger on my nose and I feel the conviction move. If you think for one minute I'm going to sit there because of being worried about what everybody else thinks about me and being worried about what everybody else, he said, you don't understand. I've been living with this withered hand for a long time. I can't afford to miss my moment. I can't afford to miss my miracle moment and he stood forth and he's standing there waiting on God to come back to him and Jesus began to get angry and began to get grieved with the religious he said is it lawful to do this they couldn't answer him you know what he was saying it's always the right time when it's God's time it's always the right time to heal and deliver when God decides to create the moment hey can I tell you Pastor can't create it, Evangelist can't create it, I don't have the authority to create a miracle moment, but I can preach to you a word about a God that create a miracle moment but you've got to recognize when he steps in the building and says sir i'm talking to you ma'am i'm talking to you guest i'm talking to you seasoned saint of god i'm talking to you and when the holy ghost begins to pull you gotta say this is my moment this is my moment i can't wait i'm gonna miss my miracle this is my moment Some faces slip in here tonight. Been in and out during this two week stint of special services. But tonight, you brought your withered hand to church. You brought your withered prayer life to church. You brought your withered marriage to church. You brought your withered consecration to church. But you came to church. But you still came to church. And you know what that tells God? I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. I'm ashamed of this. Preacher, I'm ashamed of the condition of my marriage. I'm ashamed of the condition of my prayer life. I'm ashamed of the condition of my, amen, my individual walk with God. I'm ashamed of where I'm at. I'm ashamed of the dryness that has moved within me, but I'm still coming to church and I'm in the right place at the right time, but I've got a word for you tonight. He said stand forth and if you'll separate yourself and not worry about what people think, amen, he looked at that man and he said stretch forth thine hand. Stretch forth thine hand. Hey, I want you to notice. He did not say, stretch forth thy withered hand. He said, I'm going to give you the option. Do you want to go through another normal church service of giving God the hand you've already been given him? He says, I've been watching you, stretching forth your hand, giving God your best, giving God what you think is, is enough giving God that 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 handicap praise and, and please understand the spiritual application I, I don't want to sound degrading tonight we're talking spiritually here that handicap praise spiritually where I, I know there's some dryness in my spirit and I'm giving God amen that, that wave of hand at the right time of the choir and the right time of the musicians but inside there's a withering away there's a drying up amen there's a marriage hanging on by the threads and God is saying right now I see your withered condition I see your withered condition and I'm sending a word that if you'll stop caring what people think and when I say stretch forth thine hand it's up to you to say well I can give him what I've already been given him or I can take a moment of faith and recognize this is my miracle moment and I don't know if he meant it or not but he left the door open maybe if I reach back and get the withered Hand, Maybe if I get my brokenness. Maybe if I get my dryness. Maybe if I get my situation. And I say, God, this is what I've been giving you. But I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give my worst. I'm going to give my sin. I'm going to give my failure. Music, come. Please. Uh, a word for the withered the enemy watched him you know why they watched him to see if he would heal to see if he would heal The same devil that's been lying to you and telling you God can't do it is on the other side watching to see if you will. Is he going to save him? Is he going to heal him? You know why? Because he knows he can. He's fearful. He knows there's only one God and he trembles. When Jesus walked on the scene of the demoniac, they cried out. The legion cried out, Jesus, leave us alone. Go somewhere else. We're not picking on you. Amen. But God decided for that demoniac man that was cutting his body with rocks and running around with no clothes on and living in a cave. But yet you and I, we don't think he can save the homeless man on the street. We don't think he can save that little drug out Walking down out of his mind, but God said, I can go to them and I can create a moment. And if they'll step in, there's no limits to what God can do, there's no limits to what kind of miracle God can do. And even the devil knows we're going to revisit the parable that we preached about on Sunday night devil standing on the side. When the seed falls, if I can beat them to it, if I can get there before they do, if I can get down there, we're hesitating. I'm trying real hard right now not to come get a few of you and come down and walk you down to this altar. every every head bowed every eye closed right now that's okay that's okay come on down come on down are you going to let the devil have more faith in your God than you stretch forth stretch forth stretch forth on hand Come on. Come on, husband grab your wife by the hand and say in your face devil I'm going down to the altar and I don't care if God and everybody sees it amen this doesn't mean your your, your world's falling apart this doesn't mean you're getting a divorce you're just making a statement tonight and letting the devil know there may be some withered areas but we're going to recognize our miracle moment right now and we're going to walk down and throw our hands up and let tears run down our face and let the hand of God and the word of God bring life and hope future and progress because even the devil knows God is able and he doesn't want you to respond. He doesn't want you to run down to this altar. He doesn't want you to get the Holy Ghost but the devil's a liar and God is creating a miracle moment. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your withered hand. Not just the good but open up and give him the bad. Give him the dry places and say, God, here it is. I'm tired of just coming to church. I want my miracle. I want, my I want my healing. I want my deliverance. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is moving. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Come on, gather in. There's room. Come on, there's room. There's room. There's room. Come on, single mama. Come on, single daddy. Come on, broken family. Stretch forth your withered hand. Bring your dry place to God. Bring your dry place to God. It can flourish. It can grow. When you recognize the moment that God is giving to you right now and you say, God, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be intimidating. It's gonna be scary. But I'm gonna stretch it out in faith and see God restore it and see God heal it and see God bring life back to a withered place in my life